There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. In the summer, I had a 2.0 on the dot, but now I'm at a 2.89. Y'all been working hard. When everybody sleep, I still be working. Uh, I know I can leave out here with like a 2.0, so I at least get a 2.5, and then I just jump past that, and I'm still focused on getting deeper. And, and you just love to see guys like that because, you know, there were a lot of people that questioned whether he would be a good leader for the team. But, you know, leaders aren't chosen by coaches. They're chosen by the team. And, um, and he was the unquestionable leader. Welcome to Right Lane, a podcast of the Tampa Bay Times. Each week, Times reporter Elaine Gregory discusses her stories and answers your questions. The focus is on craft. My name is Maria Carrillo, and I'm the Enterprise Editor at The Times. Today, we're going to look back at a story that was unusual for Lane, in that the subject was football. If you followed her career, you know she doesn't write about sports all that much. But let's talk about Pahokee and a high school cornerback dreaming of the NFL. The topic, one way out. So start by telling us why you're writing about football. Did you get assigned this story, Lane, or was this like? No, this this was a um, Melissa Little, photographer extraordinaire. She she came to me with this idea. She is a football sports fan, and she's like, "There's this one high school in the middle of the state, in the middle of nowhere. It's it's the poorest city in the richest con- county in Florida." So it's in Palm Beach County, you know, with billionaires, and but it's on the bottom of Lake Okeechobee. It is. of the people in the town are below the poverty level. Um, And yet this one high school has sent more than 50 guys to the NFL, has more NFL players come from this high school than any other place in the whole country. And she'd read this in some Sports Illustrated article or something, and she was like, we need to go figure out why. You know, what is it about this high school uh, and this place that's sending all these guys to the NFL? So that was the premise of the the story. And we just drove down to Pahokee. We found out when um, football practice was going to start. And we went down there on, like, a 108-degree day in August and started watching these guys' football practice. Um, We didn't know who we were going to focus on or what we were going to do or really what the story was, but we met this amazing man who I I wish I had done a separate feature story on him, this old coach named um, Thompson was his first name, Um, this isn't Blaze. This is his this is dad. his dad, right? Don Don Thompson, um, and he was like in his seventies, and he'd been the football coach there for like fifty years. So he'd known all these guys who'd come through the program, and he kept the list in this little tiniest handwriting that he folded in his wallet, and he kept in his breast pocket of all the boys' names that had gone on first to college and got college scholarships, and then on to play for the pros. So he and he had posters in the locker room of all the teams from every year he'd ever coached, and the boys were circled, you know, who'd made it out. So Blaze, his son, was kind of a, a blowhardy, rah-rah football coach guy. But Don Thompson was the sweetest old grandfatherly man who just loved these boys and, like, bought them ties so they could wear them to the banquet and, you know, called their mom as if they hadn't had enough to drink and he was worried about them, you know, on the side of the line. He was just the greatest guy. So we ended up after about two or three football practices um, 
just sitting down with Don in his office and saying, who should we watch? You know, we want to we wanted to spend the senior year of high school with some kid who wanted to make it out and be the next Anquan Bolden, who was from the Pahokee. Their stadium was named for him. And uh, so he basically pointed out, like, their top five prospects. And then he was like, well, this guy's got two kids. I'm not sure he's going to be focused enough. And this guy has been arrested four times. And this, you know, see, he knew their backstories. And we basically got it down to, like, three out of the five boys. But from the very beginning, we were in love with this kid named Fred. I mean, his real name is Duntrell, but he went by Fred. And because uh, his uncle Fred was a, a big player at University of Florida or something. But Fred was like... You know, a lot of these guys were just showing off. You know, they were like a lot of testosterone-driven, hey, I'm the best athlete. And Fred was like this little quiet guy who would go over on breaks and put his earphone, his earbuds in and sit by himself. You know, and at school, at lunch, the cafeteria was freaking chaotic. And Fred would find this little corner under a tree outside to read his algebra book. And he was just, you know, he was incredibly focused. And he was like, I don't have time for babies or baby mamas. I got to get to the NFL. You know, so he, he was like, he knew what he wanted. And he knew he had to eschew all this other stuff that his classmates were doing in order to really get there. Um, so we that's how we picked Fred. So we were talking about, so you go out there and you go to Fred's house and how do how do you relate to Fred there Lane since you are not a football player you're not a black kid growing up in the projects what uh, what was that like yeah it was it was like <laughs> clearly from the beginning we weren't going to blend in there you know two like 40 year old white women you know going in this world and uh, it, it actually was it was so amazing because I, I have a kid about, my son was about the same age as Fred. So I think we started out talking about Madden football. You know, like he, he and his friends were playing Madden football a lot. And I knew what that was just from watching my son play. But once I once I had to, like usually I want to relate to the person I'm writing about as like an equal. You know, and this was a teenage kid who was same age as my son. And once I had to let, I let that go and said, oh, I'm the same age as his mom. I'm more like a mom to him. You know, I'm not his peer in any way, shape, or form. But this boy loved his mom. And by about the third or fourth time we were there, we were like, they were having a sleepover in his room. There was like nine guys in there playing video games and listening to rap music and stuff. And I was sitting on the floor with them, and, and I said something. I can't remember what question I asked him. He's like, hey, Mama Lane, that's a great question. Hey, guys. And they started calling me Mama Lane, and I was like, I'm in. This kid is letting me in. And it was the best, best feeling. It was just like, I I felt like I was like being accepted into this exclusive club, you know, that he let me hang out there and trusted me with his story. And then he started, oh, we're having a block party, Mama Lane. You want to come down to the block party this weekend? You know, and me and the guys are going to go hunt rabbits this weekend. And it was just great. He, he Once he was in, he was all in. And his mother was wonderful, too. I kind of sat with his mom through all the football games. So I'd be like, What's happening out there? Like, I had to have her explain the, the football part of it to me, you know, but um, definitely. And his mother's going, why'd they send this woman to do this story? Like, she doesn't know nothing. I was really honest. I mean, that comes back to something I think we've talked about as a young yeah. reporter. I like to bluff my way through things and pretend I knew what you was going on. You didn't even go there. So I was like, I know nothing about football. I, like, I watch the band when I go to the games. Like, so I, I was not trying to, like, pretend that at all. Did they just hit a home run? Oh, no. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, wrong story. Um, so... It, I was curious about the logistics because we're over on the Gulf Coast side, and this is this is a haul, right? Yeah, it was about three hours through the middle of nowhere. We we, we started counting roadkill because it was just like <laughs> it was like the 
netherlands of florida so how'd you, know? you pick your shots hun? and what and how much did you invest in like okay we're we know i mean obviously to tell the kind of deep dive that you did you had to you had to get some good moments and they that's a long drive to come back and forth it's a long drive and there's nowhere to stay there so there was not a hotel anywhere there and we met <laughs> like the the second time we were down there uh there was a church that was feeding all the boys they're all on food stamps nobody had any money and so for every um before the game this church would come and make these big dinners for the boys and we got to be friends with the minister um from the church a a woman who was about our age and uh she had a lot of insight on the families and stuff but um she's like where are you staying and we said oh we're driving you know west palm beach it's like almost an hour away from where we're staying and she's like well you could stay at my house so we ended up staying with the minister every time we came we stayed in her guest room and me and melissa slept in the bed together like in her back in her guest room every time we went down there so that was really nice to have a place to stay for free and and be right there in Pahokee um we went we went for all the football games not all of them we went for probably two-thirds of the football games we went um for a lot of the practices we went then that there were milestones you know in Fred's life we went for his birthday when he turned 18 we went for his graduation um we went for his, I think his mother was having a birthday when they were having a big family gathering at another time. So we kind of picked our visits. But it, we were, we started out in August, and we went through graduation in May. Um, and we probably were down there maybe 12, 15 times that we made trips like that. Um, the other thing that was kind of fun was Fred was a good Facebook poster. And so we could keep up with him, you know, through his Facebook posts and about – uh, three quarters of the way through the story, the young woman at our paper who was going to lay it out for us was like, why don't we use some of these Facebook posts to tell the story? So she constructed this like parallel narrative where as I'm writing about things that are happening, we have Fred's pa- Facebook posts that go with it, which was awesome. You know, it was a whole nother perspective to tell that story. So you talked about you, you didn't really know what you were going to get. You you were trying to answer the question, why why are they successful there? Why What is it about this place that drives these kids? And then when you latch on to Fred, you're not sure he's going to make it. You don't even know if he's going to make it into college, right? Right. We didn't even know if he was going to graduate. Right. So you're so talk about the challenge of that. Sort of you're running at this story without an ending, um, like, and you're not. I mean, he may not prove the point, right? If the if right. the point initially was, how do why do they make it to the NFL? Why are they so successful? Um, he may be one of the many that didn't make it. You talked about 50 made it. Bunches didn't make it. Absolutely. Right? I mean, we, what we had was, uh, I think, two or three of the coaches at the, at the high school had gone on to play college ball and tried out for the NFL. The athletic director at the high school had been an NFL player from Pahokee. So we had other people's perspectives who had made it out and then came back to help these kids make it out. But, yeah, we didn't know what was going to happen with Fred. Um, he was getting letters of intent even before Christmas, that he was getting letters from all these colleges that he'd never heard of. He didn't know where anything was. He had no idea. Outside of Florida, he'd never been out of a Pahokee. He, you know, he, his mom didn't even have a car. Did she have a car? I don't know if she had a car. She shared a car. But they, they never left this little tiny town. So his perspective on, like, where's Iowa State was, like, they pulled a map out in the high school library to show him where some of these places were that he was getting, you know, recruited by. Um so we were just going to follow his his hopes and, and you know, let that kind of carry what he wanted and, and what his family ended, wanted. Yeah, just kind of reach. And then the I think the the worst <laughs> the worst day was National Signing Day because I thought that was going to be like the celebration when he gets picked up by a D one school and he's going to get a college education and it's all going to be great. And he goes, he got up early that day, he got dressed up, he was so excited, 
and he, we were with him and we go into the guidance office where they're supposed to do this thing online to, to, to do the National Signing Day. And one of the guidance counselors was like, well, you didn't pass the FCAT, the, the Florida standardized test. So he wasn't even eligible for signing day because no one had told this poor kid all this time they could have been getting him ready to pass these tests. The education was abysmal there, um, which is another reason I think the only way out was football. Nobody was getting. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Not on merit scholarships because the, the teaching, the resources, the, yeah. they weren't looking after these kids at all, at all, at all. And that was a horrible day of disappointment, you know, when he was like, what? I have all these offers. I can't even sign anything because I didn't pass this one test. And you didn't tell me, you know? So this poor kid had been working all year towards something that was about to be denied him. Um, and, and it was also, <laughs> I think I told you this too, but it was really hard not to help, right. you know? I was just going to lead you there. Talk about that. Oh, it was it was so awful because, I mean, I know we're not supposed to change things, you know, or, and and... I was helping my kid apply to colleges. I knew this process. I knew that, you know, he needed to take his SATs three more times. I knew how to do that. I knew there was scholarships or, or free ways to take these tests and not have to pay, but I couldn't I couldn't change the story. So I couldn't help him. And I mean, every time we went down there, Melissa and I were beating ourselves up on the way home about like, God, I wish we could just sit with him for an hour, you know. And and then I got really mad at the guidance counselor and I did like we did like lay into them like what are you actually doing? Why aren't you helping these kids, you know, because we had to answer that too. Um but that that felt as a human being, I felt like I I could have made a difference to help and I wasn't allowed to for the story. So hmm. that did felt he, a little yucky. Did he ever ask you for help? No. No. no he, kind he never of, did. Yeah. Um and they ended up, you know, to their credit, I mean, I don't think I'll spoil the story by saying he did end up getting to go to college and, and play football. So that, But we were not sure about that, even as late as like April or May of graduation. We weren't sure what was going to happen with him. Mm-hmm. Then there's a whole nother ordeal because he'd never been on a plane. And he was trying to be all brave and excited about this journey. And you could tell he was real scared to get on this plane and leave Pahokee behind. Um, can you talk about the choices you made in describing the town and the people? Because it's pretty bleak. I mean, I like. Have you been to Pahokee? No, I have not I'm taken been to you. We're going to go on a road trip because there's nothing to write Denise, about. Have you been to Pahokee? Bleak. She hasn't been to Pahokee either. Huh? Road trip to Pahokee, ladies. It, it it is the most bleakest place I've ever been. I'm not I mean, sure you're selling it really well. <laughs> we we thought from the beginning the town was going to be Disney Pahokee. <laughs> no wait, okay. Yeah, there's no there's nowhere to stay. There's nowhere to eat. There was like one little catfish like taco stand place. And um, a catfish taco stand. Well, no. that's that's okay. Yeah, that, that was about all our our, di- our diet was while we were covering this story down there. But I mean, really, and generations of people who've never left, never right. ever ever left, and it's been in just kind of stuck it, in time. It didn't have its heyday, and then you know, like a mill town or something where you, you knew this once was a a lovely thriving place to live. It just was always like that, and and it. it there were a myriad of factors of why, but um, 
the whole town is surrounded by sugarcane. And what we ended up finding out was at the end of the sugarcane season, they burn the sugarcane. And all these little rabbits come running out across the fields to get away from the burning sugarcane. And the boys could catch the rabbits. And if you could catch a jackrabbit, you could run as fast as an NFL combine. So the kids from their young age, 12, 13, 14, Fred caught a jackrabbit. He's going to make it to the NFL, you know. And they would sell the rabbits and, and hang them on the side of their, their porches in the projects. And the rabbit feast would come about. But it was all about, like, who can catch the jackrabbit. And uh, so it did. It, you know, that, that was a factor in why this little town, I think, like, produced so many NFL guys. Mm-hmm. And because there was nothing else to do. You know, the Friday night football games was like going to the, the biggest ball in town. All the moms would get completely dressed up and have high heels and their hair and their makeup and their jewelry. And they'd bring these big tailgate things. And that was what everybody in town did on Friday night. There was nothing else in Pahokee to do. So Friday night football, church on Sunday, and then everybody else was just struggling the rest I, of the time. I was curious because when you're reading it, I'm thinking to myself, if I live there, would my view of it be like yours. I mean, you're coming in, obviously, from a better part of the state. You're diving in. Um, I don't know. I just didn't know, like, if was that the, the is that how they saw themselves? Yes. Or could you tell? Yes. Yeah. No, they all, yeah. they all knew. And I talked to Fred last night before this podcast because I want to know how he was doing. And I was like, so do you see yourself ever going back to Pahokee? And he's like, oh, I don't, I don't think I could ever live there again. He's like, but all my people are there. I have to go back and help. I got to do something to help because all my people are there and they're not leaving. They're not right. going to get out. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the curious things about this story, of course, it's about a football player, but we don't spend a lot of time on the field. So, yeah. What what about that, Lane? Like, we don't. The... <laughs> hey, if you want to read about football, you read the damn sports page. I was telling you about a football player named Fred. <laughs> I, I think there was there was more football in the video than there was in my story in the short video, uh, and I, I was okay with that. <laughs> what else? What else? Uh, yeah, it was. I mean, it obviously was the journey, his journey of kind of like and getting out. But football was the way out, and I guess to me, it actually I didn't know like if it was a conscious choice because in some ways it felt you didn't need to tell me how good a football player he was because that wasn't really the challenge in some ways getting to college the challenge was his education and and whether he was prepared on that level and and really the the it seemed like he buckled down he started to try to do what he was he needed to do he broke up with the girlfriend you know like all this drama trying to like um which was really impressive to get his head right that's what he kept saying i'm good on the field i got to get my head right you know now, he's a skinny guy. Didn't look like he was really, he's going to have to beef up. To he's get gained to... 25 pounds, he there told me last go. night. Yep. Um, what, what else did you leave out? His older brother was around a lot. He was kind of a good character. His cousin was a good character in there. We had a lot more about, like, the mayor of the town, mm-hmm. you know, talking about the town. That, that The video went into a little bit more than the story, but I didn't care so much about the mayor. Um, so that that was left out. I think I remember, because so Lane and I were talking before the podcast about, I, we were not working together then, but she sent me the story, because I don't know, she was having some some angst around it. I think what I there was a section maybe with the coaches that felt like it went on too long, and and that's one of the things that like was because I felt like he I loved Fred. Fred was such a great character, and he was so open. Yeah, he everything was... felt so like right there on you know he just wearing it on his sleeve, and you couldn't help but root for him. 
you know? And he wasn't like a real introspective kid, but when you asked him a question, he was super, like he'd stop and really think about it. You know, he was real thoughtful and measured in his responses. And um, I know there was another big scene we thought was going to be a huge piece of the story when all these other NFL players came back to town and did like a fundraiser for the uh, right, the football right. team. And it didn't end up being all that interesting, you know? Like, well, first of all, because I didn't know who a lot of <laughs> professional football players were. My son was there. He might have been more excited. But uh, it, they, they just, they were signing autographs in the gym and played a pickup basketball game, and it kind of... Did it, you t- did you get a chance to talk to them about Pahokee and what it yeah. meant to them? Yeah, that was the only good part about, like, that's yeah. why we went. We had access to a couple of them. And Anquan Bolden is, like, their biggest uh, name, and he just built this big stadium that was named after him, which was... Taller than the tallest church steeple in Pahokee. It was this huge shrine. The temple of football. That's exactly what it came down to be. It was, yeah. I mean, we felt like that driving into town. You know, you could see the lights from the stadium, and then there'd be like a little neon cross, you know, underneath it down there. But the scene of the those NFL guys wasn't that very interesting. I think we left that whole part out. I, just, I used their quotes, you know, right. in the interviews, but the chaos of the scene wasn't all that great. Yeah. I think it's a fascinating, like, like, the, and getting that, it was interesting to hear how you guys got the idea because I, I'm sure people had written then about these players getting, you know, making it to the NFL. And maybe people had said, there's this, t- I wonder, but as far as you could tell, nobody had gone there to do this story? Well, Sports Illustrated had done something that Melissa saw something, initially. But it was yeah. not. Yeah. But it was, it was more like a, hey, Mabel, did you know all these people came from this town? You know, it wasn't about. The t- we knew that from the beginning the town had to be a character. Right. You know. Um, so tell people how Fred's doing now. So Fred started out at a, you'll, if you read the story, you'll find he got to a junior college in Iowa, um, got his first two years there, and then he got picked up by Marshall University in West Virginia, which is a D1 school. Woo-hoo. And yeah, and he's, got, he's getting to play at, at Division One. He's getting to travel, which he's you know, never really gotten to do, travel to all these other colleges and see all these other worlds. Um, he majored in health sciences. Um, and he he told me last night he finished all his classes. He's going to graduate in December, but he got redshirted because he broke a finger, so he had another uh, season to play, and he wanted to play one more year this fall. Um, so he, he had, I think he said he had 15 tackles uh, was his great stat from his last playing year, and um, he's going to try out for the NFL. He's, he's going to go back to Pahokee uh, when he graduates in December, and work out with his team, as he put it, like go back to the high school and, and do, run some drills and stuff for the high school kids, but try to get bulked up enough to uh, to do the NFL combine in the spring. And he's like, I, I don't know if I have a chance or not, but I got to do it, you know. Okay, so I'm going to make you cry. Tell everybody what he, he asked of Mama Lane. Oh, I told, <laughs> I told him I wanted uh, to come see his last football game because they're actually playing in Miami. And everybody in his family and everybody who lives in the, the housing development where he lives are all going to come out and see him on the field. And I said, I want to I come see you play, you know, in your last football game, Fred. And, and he's like, oh, Mama Lane, I was really hoping that maybe you'd come to my graduation and I just, like, uh, my heart got stopped in my throat. And, and, and he said, because, you know, football's important and all that, but even if I make it on, you know, football's not going to always be there, but I'm always going to have this diploma in my education. And he'd just grown up so much, you know. It had been 
when did I write that story? Four years ago? Five years ago? And, uh, yeah, four, uh, almost four years ago. Four years ago. And, you know, he was like a little rah-rah football teenager, and now he just sounded like a, a young man. And it was just like watching this journey. And, and he came to appreciate, you know, the education, which he hadn't before at all, ever. He talked about how much tutoring he got, and he'd never had anybody sit with him and walk him through the learning process instead of just, like, you know, talking at him or throwing a, a test at him. And... It, it was just, it was delightful talking to him last night. All right. If you have a question for Mama Lane uh, about any of her stories, or you'd like to suggest a podcast topic, please email it to writelane at tampabay.com. That's W-R-I-T-E-L-A-N-E at tampabay.com. Join us next week, Wednesday morning, for the next episode. This podcast was produced by Denise Keenan. Music was composed and performed by Dan DeGregory. Thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.